Hello and welcome to Disability Network Northern Michigan's podcast series. Today we're joined by George Gray and Katie Fisher, Independent Living Program Specialists for Disability Network. Welcome, Katie and George. Thanks. Thank you. We've been talking about youth with disabilities and what they need to be successful as they uh, journey into adulthood. And today we're going to continue that conversation with two of our program specialists that work directly with youth in schools. So uh, it should be a, an interesting first-hand look at what it's like um, to work with students on independent living skills. So having said that, um, George, I'm, I'm wondering what skills um, must young people with disabilities have to be successful in, trans, in that transition from school to adulthood? That's a good question. So uh, within our programs, we work to empower students to be independent as possible, which, uh, as we know, looks different for everyone. To accomplish this, our Life and Community Life program teaches skills such as self-advocacy, peer employment skills, communication, and working with other people, transportation, and also exploring some housing, housing options so when they do become independent to move out uh, on their own. So how does Disability Network actually help you develop these independent living skills? Um, yeah, so we have uh, worked pretty diligently to develop both virtual and in-person activities um, for that successful transition into employment and independent living. Um, so this includes bringing in hands-on activities. Um, they're always engaging. We bring those right to the classroom and provide students the opportunity to learn and practice things like budgeting, how to rent an apartment, um, even navigating some of those difficult social situations, um, and then we get into employment skills, so interviewing for a job and learning what local employers are looking for in their employees. Um, this is all done in a really nurturing and supportive environment within that classroom. But we also have activities that we go out into the community. So we facilitate a program called Community Life, and that lends the students more of an authentic opportunity to practice those skills that they learned in the classroom. Um, and then staff are right there with them, so they can, you know, discuss those experiences in detail while they're out in the community and experiencing that. Wow, that's great. Uh, nice to have that first-hand experience out in the world. Um, so let's talk, you talked about community life, and let's go through some of the programs that you offer young people uh, through Disability Network. Yeah, so our life program is offered during the school year, um, which is incorporated in the students' school day. It is done with a collaboration with the ISD, Disability Network, and Michigan Rehabilitation Services. And the community life is offered both during the school year and as well as in the summer, either a four-week or eight-week program. We offer this program virtually as well. Um, and some of the other programs that we offer are virtual game group, uh, Spirit Club, which is an accessible fitness program, and our TiVo program, which is exploring post-secondary education options for youth. That's great. That's a nice uh, amount of offerings that you have for young people. And uh, I'm 
so glad that there's a summer program as well so that uh, we don't uh, lose our skills uh, during the school year and we get into summer and then maybe forget what we learn in independent living skill building. So that's a, that's a nice feature. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about um, how the life program and community life program support the development of these skills. Okay, so, um, you know, when students are engaged in those hands-on activities, especially within a group setting of their peers, um, they really build on each other's knowledge and the skills, um, and they get involved in discussions. You know, sometimes you don't see those experiences when they're listening to a lecture or working on a worksheet or reading a book. Um, so bringing those activities in and having hands-on experiences um, really makes them um, kind of open up. And then each topic in the life curriculum will build on the next. And we also go back and refer reference what we talked about um, previously during that entire program. Um, and then community life provides students that opportunity to experience the community um, in a supportive manner. You know, staff is there, staff is um, assisting and experiencing those those opportunities, you know, firsthand with the students. And um, once again, you know, turning those experiences into teachable moments. Yeah, I love all those le learn by doing opportunities that you're offering. Um, so tell me about how youth can uh, become involved in community life or the life program. Well, our staff here at Disability Network uh, participate in a collaborative meeting with Michigan Rehabilitation Services or the Bureau of Services for Blind Persons and the school district, the ISD, and the district teachers to determine the school, the students who will be appropriate for each of the program, if it's either life or community life. And uh, that's how, it, how students are kind of selected for the programs. Um, and and we, we definitely appreciate the team effort with our partner agencies to support the youth in Northern Michigan because if it wasn't for that partnership, uh, we wouldn't have a program. Okay. Yeah, so um, Katie, I wanted to ask you in, in your experience uh, working with youth, you know, what are some of the challenges facing young persons with disabilities these days? Oh, there's just been so many. Um, you know, we see a lot of or hear about a lot of bullying and also just that stigma that's attached to having a disability. Um, that's that's pretty significant for our youth. You know, they already face peer pressure, um, so it just kind of, you know, that builds on that peer pressure. Um, and then this all just lowers that self-esteem and directly influences their self-advocacy skills. Um, and we really see this, especially in our students who lack support. Um, and, you know, it's, it's different now because many students are lacking appropriate and effective communication skills as well. Um, they're growing up in an age of technology. They rely on text messages, virtual communication. Um, you know, they have fewer and fewer in-person interactions than um, people prior to their generation. And um, so they lack those face-to-face -face connections. That's interesting. I want to thank you, Katie and George, for this conversation today. It's very interesting. Um, if anybody has questions, how do they get a hold of you? 
they could uh, email either one of us. Uh, my email is george at disabilitynetworks.net. And mine is K as in Katie Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R, at disabilitynetworks.net. Great. I just want to mention that in addition to our programs for youth, we also have a parent network that brings parents together to learn and support each other in raising children with disabilities. Uh, you can contact our office if you are interested in that uh, program as well. So I want to thank everybody for listening, and thanks again, Katie and George. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, thanks.